Chapter 24 of the Hemlock Avenue Mystery by Roman Doubleday. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 24 Lyon would probably have found himself somewhat embarrassed in explaining Kitty and her methods to Miss Wolcott if Mrs. Broughton had not been there. But Mrs. Broughton was there, and so was Mr. Broughton whose presence at an exceedingly hasty and exceedingly private wedding that morning had been found necessary, and when Kitty saw her she ran to her and clung to her with hidden face, while Lyon told her story to the amazed little group of three. "'Poor child, poor child,' murmured Mrs. Broughton softly, touching the defiant little head that was crushed against her sleeve. "'Will Mr. Lawrence be released, then, without anything further?' asked Edith Wolcott. It was perhaps natural that to her that would be the pivotal point of the situation. "'Immediately. Howell is attending to the red tape of it now. It certainly won't take long.' Edith put up her hand to hide her trembling lips. Mrs. Broughton gave her a glance of sympathetic understanding, and then said to Lyon, and what about this dear little girl? Are there any other formalities? Howell will take care of that. There isn't anything to worry about. Her deposition will be laid before the county attorney, but as I understand it, she is not likely to be called on for much of anything else. The grand jury would only act on information laid before them, and if the county attorney is satisfied, there won't be any bill brought. In the meantime, I won't go back to Miss Elliot's. I won't, ever, Kitty interrupted suddenly. Lyon glanced hesitatingly at Miss Wolcott, but that young woman was regarding the volcanic schoolgirl with surprise and with no special warmth of emotion. That's what she says, said Lyon with a whimsical appeal. If she persists, I suppose I must write, or someone must, to her uncle in Columbus and explain why she refuses, and assure him that she is safe with friends until he can arrange for her. "'I won't go back to Uncle Joe,' said Kitty, sitting up suddenly. "'Do you think I could go to them and explain that I had, had killed anybody? Why, they would think I was crazy. They would look at me so.' I won't go to anybody that knows me." Lyon looked distressed. Miss Wolcott looked annoyed and perplexed. Mrs. Broughton looked at her husband, a long glance at least three sentences long, and then she said quietly, "'Would you like to come to New York and stay with me for the rest of the winter, Kitty?' "'Would I?' gasped Kitty. Do you think your uncle and aunt would consent to your coming to pay me a visit? They'd have to, said Kitty calmly. Mrs. Broughton laughed. We'll see what we can do by way of persuasion first. We'll go by way of Columbus when we go on and explain our plans. I can't spare my little nurse yet. In fact, I think I must have you come with me for a while to the Metropole, while we have to stay in Wainscot. That may be—she glanced inquiringly at Lyon—a few days, or a week? Probably. Then is that all settled? 
Kitty threw her arms around her. "'Oh, I'd do anything in the world for you.' "'Then come over to Miss Elliot's at once, and I will explain everything to her while you pack your trunk.' Kitty looked dismayed. "'Oh, I can't.' "'Yes, you can. With me there. Come, we'll go at once. You'd better come too, Woods. Miss Elliot has a tremendous respect for your name.' Broughton, who looked curiously like a lion being petted and enjoying the process, turned to Lyon with benign ferocity. "'You will have to come to New York, too, Mr. Lyon. I need you in my business.' Lyon unconsciously looked at Kitty before answering. "'I am ready to consider any proposition you may make, sir.' "'All right. We'll talk it over later. But I warn you I shall leave you no possible room for refusing. Yes, Grace, I'm ready.' The Broughtons took Kitty off, bent on smoothing the path for her, and Miss Wolcott turned to Lyon with a sigh of relief. "'What a wild, unmanageable child! I think that after all the trouble that has come from her act, she would at least be a little subdued.' "'Oh, it isn't all trouble,' said Lyon, assuming as a matter of course his lifelong privilege of being Kitty's defender. Mr. Broughton came out to Wainscott fully determined to shoot Lawrence at sight. Being in jail probably saved his life so you ought to count that to kitty's credit and would you ever have known the measure of lawrence's devotion if he had not had this chance of proving how far he could carry it then those letters of yours if there hadn't been a mystery about fullerton's death i should never have been spurred on to run things down and if i hadn't those letters might have fallen into who knows whose hands and mrs broughton's unhappiness Think of all the trouble and wretchedness those two people are saved through the accident of my being drawn into this Hemlock Avenue mystery. Even Fullerton's death alone would not have cleared the cloud from their lives. It needed the knowledge no one could give them but I, and I should never have known how much the fact in my possession was needed if I had not met Mrs. Broughton in this curious intimate way. Indeed, I should probably never have met Mrs. Broughton, or you, or Kitty, or had the friendship of Lawrence. And when you think of each one of us, and how, through this strange tangle, we have all won what we wanted most, don't you think we can say, with Tiny Tim, that all is for the best in this best of all possible worlds? He glanced at her, smiling for confirmation. Her face was so radiant that he thought he had for once in his life succeeded in being eloquent. Then his glance followed her eye to the window, and he realized that she had probably heard nothing of what he had been saying. Lawrence was swinging up Hemlock Avenue at a pace that devoured the distance. "'I, uh, really, I must go,' murmured Lyon, reaching for his hat. The End End of Chapter 24 End of The Hemlock Avenue Mystery by Roman Doubleday Recording by Roger Moline